Welcome to Arise Life, a community of believers being equipped, empowered, and released into their destiny. For more information, go to arisealife.org or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just out of curiosity, who here gets distracted in worship? Three of us? Four of us? I'll wait. (laughs) Hey, listen, with my eyes closed, sometimes it's worse. Anybody? Anybody? You have anything going on in your screen? Anybody ever have this experience where you're convinced you're the only one not encountering God? Anybody had that happen? Awesome. Good. So uh, this is the, this is the emperor's new clothes, right? So this is, uh, let's be real. Let's be honest. Okay. Uh, this is just a brief PSA. Okay. Listen, uh, there's some different kinds of thoughts that distract us. So can you quick tell me some thoughts that distract you? Generally, don't tell the specifics. That'd be awkward. What? Work, work. All right. What else? Kids. What else? To-do list. Well, okay, I'll just help you guys out. Sin, shame, failure, offense, fully ticked offness. Who here? Who here? You come in and you begin to worship and suddenly you're like, anybody? You remember everything that was done to you that week? Am I the only one? Come on. No, in this, the thing is, that should happen. What? Are you kidding me? That's what's wrong with you. I should be like, la, 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 la. No, listen, when you take gold and you heat it up in the presence of God, what comes to the surface? Everything that's not God. So what can you do? The minute it comes up, Don't realize that's part of the process of worship. Everything that comes between you and God, give it to him. Give it to him. Listen, I mean, if you want to hold on to your offense, anybody here, you you were worshiping good and then offense rose up and that was it. The next 30 minutes, you're like... And you come out of worship worse. Anybody? Yes, come on. All right. So, So the thing is, you can hold on to it, but anybody know it gets even worse? Because everybody else is happy and you're not. In that moment, just give it to him. It's not worth it. He'll take it. That's the best thing to do in worship. Let him burn off everything that's not of him until he gazes into the gold of your life and sees his reflection. You begin to look like him. But here's the deal. Some of us, some of us get to-do lists. Who's my to-do list people? Like as soon as worship begins, you're like, oh my gosh, I totally forgot. Is the dryer on still? I don't know. I don't know. Okay, here's the deal. Keep a sheet of paper next to you and write down anything that comes to your mind. Then you can forget about it. But here's the other thing. In his presence is every creative wisdom. And God might be giving you downloads of solutions. Grab onto them. Grab onto him right now. One of the great ones I love is a guy in a Methodist church in Mississippi about 60, 70 years ago was sitting there in the middle of the hymn service, all of a sudden went, and that's why we have uh, the procedure whereby they use bolts to hold together broken bones. He had the wisdom and the revelation of how to do that. That happened. So it should be natural, but we need to get good at capturing those good thoughts and flushing the bad thoughts. You guys good? All right. That's just a PSA. Um, So hopefully that will improve your worship experience. So you can see Jesus. All right. 
Whoo! All right, I've got great news. We're only doing six verses today. Can I get a hallelujah? Awesome. Oh, come on. All right, listen, if you've got Bibles, grab them, please. We're going to go to Psalm chapter 23. Simple, right? Uh, many of you probably got it memorized. Um, but what I want to say, if we can show our valleys, we, we've gone through the valley. We talked about the first was the valley of decision. And last week we talked about the valley of vision. Today we're talking about the valley of obedience. I would put it another way, the valley of trust. Anybody have a hard time trusting? (laughs) The longer you live, (laughs) the more reasons you have not to trust. True? Because trust violated, right? Makes it hard. And so the reality is though, without trust... Without faith, it's possible to please God. Remember, we said faith is trust. It's a relational value. Without trust, it's impossible to please God. Because that's what allows us to receive from God. Can you receive from someone if personally if you don't trust them? All right, so let's dive in. Let's take a look at this. Um, the interesting thing about Psalm 23 is, uh, as I was looking at this, I, I stumbled across a guy... Uh, from about 70 years ago, he was a Basque shepherd in Nevada. <laughs> so he was from uh, the northern area of Spain. He was a 20th generation shepherd. And he said this about, about Psalm 23. He said, oh, that's our cheat sheet. We, you know, anybody here, you have that little cheat sheet, you know, of all the, the little things you need to remember and you forget in crisis? Like, pray first. Um, in, in this, he said, we use this as our, he calls it as our lodestone. Our, we use this so that when we're in crisis, we look back to Psalm 23 as a shepherd to know what to do. I thought, well, that's interesting. So as I looked at it, we're going to be looking at Psalm 23 in a couple ways. Uh, as a shepherd, because David was what? It's a Psalm of David. David was what? A shepherd. Right? And so he's talking about what he knows. And so we're going to talk about it from that standpoint because anybody remember what valley is in the middle of Psalm 23? The valley of the shadow of death. And the reality is this Psalm is how to go through the valley of shadow of death. Go through. Anybody, anybody gone up to it and gone backwards? And your life is the evidence thereof? Anybody want to go through to get through? to where he's prepared a feast for you? That's what this is about, okay? All right, so if you got Bibles, we're going to go there. Oh, I'll show you. So so he starts out here, and we go down to the valley of the shadow of death, and then we'll end up here, all right? First verse, the Lord is my... Is we are the kindergarten church. This should be, this should not be complicated. The Lord is my shepherd. Who is a shepherd? What is a shepherd? Somebody who takes care of sheep. Super simple, right? Now, sheep are incredibly intelligent animals. Why would God use dumb animals to refer to us? I have never been dumb. Yet, today, in the last hour. Okay, whatever. Anyway, so the Lord is my shepherd. He is the one who cares for for things, animals that don't know what they want. 
Anybody here thought you knew what you wanted and then got what you wanted and realized it wasn't what you wanted? <laughs> the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want most of the time. Is that what the verse says? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. So in other words, if the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Anybody here been wanting in your life? Perhaps he's not shepherd in that area yet. I didn't, I'm, I'm just an idea, just putting it out there. The Lord is my shepherd. I, another verse, uh, other, uh, verse, uh, other versions say, I lack nothing. Or I lack no good thing. Anybody ever lacked, again, lacked, you thought it was a good thing and you were lacking it, so you went and got it and found it wasn't a good thing? Ah, I shall not want. This is where we start. We start with the fact that he is our shepherd, if I can spell, shepherd, and we do not want. We do not lack. I would submit to you that every sin begins with the lie of lack. Do you guys remember the garden? Eve, if you eat this, you will become like God. In whose image was Eve made? Did she lack that? It's like trying to sell a bridge, right? Or it's like somebody walks up to you and goes, Bridget, I got a car for you. Looks like my car. Yeah, I'm going to sell you your car, right? Like, I mean, that's really, he starts with the lie of lack that you lack something. And then he tries to give you a cheater way to get what is always yours in the first place. He puts it this way. In, uh, in uh, First Peter, he says, his divine power has given us what? I'm sorry, that must be a misprint. His divine power has given us what? Everything we need for what? Life. That's pretty all-inclusive. And what? Godliness. Being like God in this life. Do not lack. Let me, I would submit to you, we, anybody here, you get stupid when you feel like you have a lack? I'll give you an example. Masha and I got two bills about a month ago for $6,800. Does that sound like a lack to you? Anybody? Okay, maybe not to you. If you're not, please help us out. But listen, for us, it was like, ah! So I have to say, for about a month, I worked through to a point of trusting God, not knowing how we're going to make it, but we'll probably have to, you know, tighten the belt and whatever, you know, all the stuff, you know, probably go without oxygen for a while, whatever. And... And the whole time God's going, Peter, you're partnering with lack. I'm like, it's not partnering, it's obvious lack. What part of this do you not understand? I won't go into the details, but he kept telling me, if you'll call this person and sort out the details, the person who I thought screwed me up in this situation, <laughs> so I had to forgive them first. The, we'll all work. He said, call them. I said, how about I text them? He's like, no, call them. I was like, how about I email them? He said, call them. I'm like, see, the problem is I can text you and still hate you. But if I call you, I'm going to have to fess up to what's in my heart. Just being real. Sorry about that. 
So anyway, so I call him up and I go, I mean, it took me a while to get my heart right. And he goes, oh, oh, they sent you those bills by mistake. Bad. It's all good. You can just keep those for taxes. I lost a month of my life partnering with a, with a lack I didn't have. I'll give you another one. Anybody here ready to get married? I always like to say it. I, for a while there, I was two-thirds married. I was ready. The preacher was ready. We just couldn't find a woman who was ready. I was fully convinced I was ready. And then I met Masha, and I realized I ain't ready for that level of awesome. I was like, hold the phone. I'm going to work on me, because I wasn't ready. I was ready, I thought, but I wasn't ready. All right. That's free. All right. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack for nothing. Again, I just want to say, when we believe the lie of lack, that's the moment we're most in danger of partnering with stupidity. And what does God, what does God say? Who told you you were naked? Who told you you lacked? Well, a very reliable source. It was on the internet. The internet is always right. Anybody diagnosed your symptoms on the internet? You seem not to have died yet. Strange. It seemed fatal at 2 a.m. All right. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. This is where he starts. Why shall I not want? Great question. He makes me lie down in green pastures. Now, what does that mean? So the shepherds, what they do is they, they camp at night in an enclosure. And in the morning, they take the sheep out to graze on uh, the, the stubby, like prickly stuff, the brush, the not nice stuff to get their digestion going. And then towards the middle morning, they bring them into green pasture. Why? Because their stomachs are now ready to handle the rich stuff. Anybody here, you're like, Jesus, I'm ready for the rich stuff. Jesus, a million dollars. I can handle a million dollars, Lord. I receive it. Thank goodness the Lord knows what we can handle. Anybody here had to learn some things first before you got to where you are? Early morning. Then in late morning, they go down and they're eating the rich grass. But here's a problem with sheep. Sheep have a tendency to actually overgraze and overeat. Who are my overeaters? Come on. Feel that. I feel that. All right. Anybody here, like, like I, I had a Labrador. I had a lab, a black lab. And the problem with labs is they have no off switch for food. Like they can eat themselves to death. Just leave that right there. Um, and so what does he do is after they have been fed, he has them lie down in where? Green pastures. Even though they're surrounded by what they want, they have the ability, he helps them say no. So they won't overeat. I shall not want. Anybody here been wanting at 12, 12 uh, midnight because you had more than you wanted? Do you know what I'm talking about? You wanted for health because, anyway. All right, moving on. So the green pasture, I do not lack because why? Who brought the sheep to those pastures? I don't lack because I followed the shepherd in the order that the shepherd deemed was appropriate. 
Lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge means in all your ways be obedient to, and he will make your path straight. All right. He leads me beside quiet waters. Why quiet waters? Why quiet waters? Um, you know, the thing about it is, is again, the reason why the shepherd remembers this is sheep are not smart. Now, if you've ever seen the, the, the muzzle of a sheep, they, their nostrils are on the top. So if they stick their head into water, what may happen? They can drown in a water bowl. Anybody? I mean, like, like they, like literally, they are not real smart. And so they literally, and so if it's rough water, the water could go up their nose. They could flip into the water, and then because they have wool, the wool gets heavy, and then they sink. <laughs> I can handle this, Lord. I'm good here. Don't worry. I know what I'm doing. Anybody? Anybody? How about this? Anybody started with this? Hey, watch this. Look, look, he knows how to serve. Right. All right. So he brings them to quiet water because that's the kind of water they can drink. But here's the deal. It's got to be flowing water because if it's stagnant water, this is, is this is really important. Can you follow what the shepherd did yesterday, today? The shepherd's already three miles away. Stagnant revelation, stagnant words will actually not be healthy for you. Anybody tried to follow a word out of season? You know what I'm talking about? Like you got confused, you got lost, so you went back and tried to do something that you did before. I remember at one point... When I was a new believer, I got up every morning at 5.30. I was 15 years old, crazy as whatever. And I 5.30 in the morning, I would spend two hours a day reading the word and, and worshiping God. And then I lost God. So do you know what I did? I tried to get up at 5.30 in the morning to meet God in my own strength. How do you think that went? Three alarms later, across the room, I was still asleep. Why? Because I was trying to live out yesterday's word, yesterday's manna today. Still waters, but flowing waters, gentle waters. He knows what we can handle. He knows what we need. All right. He leads me beside still waters and he refreshes my soul. See, all of his provision is to do what? Is to refresh my soul. Anybody here, you're your worst enemy? Two of us? Awesome. Um, no, but the thing is, is anybody here, your brokenness keeps getting you in trouble? Anybody here ever had a strong... <laughs> Blink twice. Um, no, the, the reality is, is that anybody here tried to fix yourself? I, I like one of the words that some, that I heard uh, somebody say. They said, I've never gone into my soul or my heart myself and come out encouraged. Whose job is it to heal you? Your healer. Whose job is it to restore you? And restore means to restore you to what he always intended for you. 
You and I are not smart enough to know what we need, when we need it, and how we need it, and in what order. But he is. Anybody else been smart enough to help somebody else? (laughs) Back off. Let the shepherd have his way. I'll help you. Push into the stream. (laughs) You need water, more water. (laughs) One baptism was enough. Thank you. He refreshes my soul. He, this is his provision. So the Israelites, if you guys remember, they wandered in the desert for 40 years when they were supposed to only be there for 40 days. Why? Because the whole point of the desert was to teach them to trust. Why? He provided for all their needs. He gave them fire by day, by uh, night to keep them warm, uh, air, uh, cloud by day to keep them from the sun and guide them. He gave them his presence. He gave them everything. He gave them victory over enemies. Why? Because he wanted them to learn to do what? Trust. See, What you gain by trust, you keep by trust. But what you gain by works, you have to keep by works. And see, they were going to be devoured by the land of promise. The land of promise would be a land of slavery if they didn't learn to trust. And that's exactly what happened within a generation of Joshua. They became slaves of the Philistines in the very land that was supposed to be theirs. Anybody here gotten the gift of God, the promise of God, and it ended up being slavery for you? Sometimes it's a child. (laughs) He means it for a gift, but we take it as a curse. Just leave that right there. Never mind. All right, I've got to stop messing with you. All right, the whole of this thing is to teach us to trust. And so, therefore, he guides us in paths of what? Righteousness, right paths, paths of righteousness. Righteousness is the right connection with God through which everything flows. He guides us in right paths, righteousness for what? His namesake, which always sounded so egotistical. Like kind of like my parents going, don't make me look bad. (laughs) But that's not what he means. See, your, his name is his nature. His name is his image. And in whose image are you made? In whose name are you made? God. For his name's sake. In other words, for his imprint, his image in you, he's guiding you to bring you into who he always made you to be. Which is a tad bit better than all of our plans and schemes. All of this, all of this shepherding is what? To green pasture, still water, refresh my soul. Yay! It's going to be easy and wonderful. Anybody here, you followed Jesus and it was easy and wonderful for a season? And then it got hard. Obviously, I lost Jesus somewhere. Oh, no! Where's Jesus? We've lost him! I'm, all right, Jesus, I'll be waiting in the green pastures till I get sick. Where is the only safe place for a sheep? He would never lead me into hard things. <laughs> Some of us have lived long enough. All right. So what? Even though, see the whole point of this, to build trust so that even though I walk through what? 
the valley of the shadow of death. Man, they got to get a better PR team for that valley. It's not sounding very good. I'm not going to vacate. Anybody want a vacation in the valley of the shadow of death? No. Let me say this. It's definitely not a place you want to camp. Even though I walk what? Through. What does through mean? Don't stop. <laughs> I love it. Well, I think Winston Churchill said, when you're going through hell, keep going. <laughs> right? Even though I walk through what? Is it the valley of death? The shadow of death. Who here, when you get threatened by things, freak out completely, like say bills for $6,800? Do you know what I'm talking about? Like you're like, it's a shadow of death, but you've already made a shrine to death. Oh, yeah, 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 we're already, I already bought my casket. How do I look? You know, the reality is it's the shadow of death, but we make it the death. Anybody here, you fantasize about it? You're like, oh, there's 43 ways we could die in this one. Oh no, 44, 44 ways we could die. I don't know which one should we try. But in the valley of the shadow of death, now what is this? This is actually a place. Do you guys remember the Good Samaritan? The, where the guy, the traveler was going from Jerusalem to Jericho on this road and it was the worst road. It's this valley that leads down. It's an incredibly steep, uh, narrow gorge with super high walls. And it's a great place for wild animals and bandits to hide and waylay you. And it's in the middle of the desert. What person in their right mind would go through that place? For the joy set before you, before him, Jesus endured the cross. He went through the valley of the shadow of death. Even though it looked like he died, and in fact he did die, he rose again, right? For the joy set before him. And so why would you go through this? The shepherds actually, what they did is in the winter months, they shepherd, they, they, um, they had the sheep down by the river Jordan where there was plenty of grass. But in the summer when it got hot, guess what happened? The grass dried up. So what did the shepherd do? He went up to the highlands where there was plenty of rain. Um, can we show that? Do I, I think this is where I have it. There we go. So, so this is the, is that steep? That was the way up to Jerusalem. But let's do the next one. Um, it's, um, this is, you've got rain coming. So this side is rain and this side is desert. So they would walk the sheep up and the way to get up was through this narrow way. The one way to get back up was through the valley of shadow of death. Now, if you're a sheep, now one of the sheep is, do you know what sheep think about? Food. Nothing else. And the, Rear end of the sheep in front of them. <laughs> Keep moving. Right? So here they are. And they're one, and they're like, they're like, oh, there's less and less grass. Oh, there's less and less grass. What are we gonna do? Hey, don't take that. That's my grass. And what's the shepherd thinking? It's time to move. Move. Why? There's still grass here. Just a tiny bit. Right? Why is the shepherd? Because the shepherd knows over there is plenty of full provision. But if you stay here, what little there is will soon be gone. He wants them to leave when they are full, they have fat on them, they have energy before it's all gone. So that they have energy for the journey up the valley. And as they go up the valley, there's this point. He says, he says, he got, so he, even though I walk through the valley of death, what? I will fear what? No evil. 
That's an absolute statement. No evil. Now, again, he's bringing sheep up, which are which uh, to wolves just look like walking meat factories, and and the wolves are there. The coyote, whatever you know, the various um, the various predators are there in the valley because they know they're coming through. It's like a it's like um, a drive through. You know, it's a, a sonic for them. They just kind of wait as, until the, the waiter comes by, and oh, I like that one. And so they actually sit up on the edges of the rocks, waiting. So they're not fearing theoretical evil. They're fearing real evil. Anybody here? You're like, no, there's a very good real reason why I'm afraid. Anybody here? Like when somebody tries to encourage you, you in turn do your best to help them be discouraged as you? No, 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 no. There is a very good reason. We are terrified because we're going to die. You don't know that yet, but I will help you understand. Right? Even though I will. If I will fear no evil. Why? Why will I fear no evil? He is with me. Now here's the problem. It's a narrow valley and the sheep are almost one after another. So maybe he's not like really with me. Maybe I can't feel him right, really close right now. So he must not be with me. He must not see me. But is the shepherd with the sheep? Is the shepherd watching out for evil? Yes. Has the shepherd triumphed over evil? He guides me. Even though I walk, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. The thing is, Jesus went all the way to hell. There is no place on this earth you can go and not find him. There is no depth of sin that he has not entered and allowed and taken upon himself. There is no place you can hide from his love. The shepherd is with you. But anybody, anybody run off trying to protect yourself? I will run away into the wilderness by myself where I'll be safe. Nobody? Really? Do you know what I'm talking about? In fear, we run away from the shepherd to protect ourselves. Can a sheep protect itself from a wolf? I will bite you. (laughs) Even though I walk, the only safe place for a sheep is next to the shepherd. And the only way you stay next to a shepherd is if you do what? Obey him and follow him. I can't see him. All of the sheep in front of you. Uh, the Lord gave me a word a while back. It kind of freaked me out a little bit. Um, it was really out of nowhere. It was really urgent. I felt like he said this phrase. He said, they have to get in the ark. And I was like, what does that mean? And he began to show me, he said that in this season, it's always important to be in healthy relationship. But in this season, if people are not in larger, diverse, and I'm not talking ethnically, I'm talking way more diverse than that. I mean, people who don't look like you, people who don't talk like you, people who don't smell like you, people who don't think like you. Diverse bodies. That's why he, anybody notice men and women are different? And then God's like, I think a great idea is for them to get married. You're like, what are you thinking? Right? Why does he bring them together? Because there's a way that seems right to a man that only leads to death. And Masha's like, I wouldn't do that. Anyway, moving on. So the thing is, is we, what I felt like he said is if people don't get in larger diverse bodies where they are in mutual submission, what does that mean? You, do you have people that can speak into your life and tell you things you don't want to hear? 
Oh, yeah, I do. And then I leave them. Anybody? You know what I'm talking about? You're friends until they say something and then you move on? Because they are wrong. They get off telling me I need to bathe. Like I stink or something. It's a manly musk. And I say larger because anybody been in a small group where everybody agreed on something stupid together? Yeah, well, we don't bathe anymore. Anybody been to a frat house? That's the evidence of that. It seemed like a good idea to all of us at 3 a.m. In larger, diverse bodies where we're in mutual submission, you people will be washed away. And I was like, Lord, what does that mean? And he said, it's already happening. Anybody have some friends who've gone cuckoo in this season? Fallen down corners of the internet they had no business being on? And found an alternative reality? You're like, uh, that doesn't, that, but what? You, oh, you're being serious. The reality is if we are not in communities with people who are different than us and allowing them to speak into our lives and listening when they speak rather than talking over them, we will not make it in this season because the level of crazy out there right now is only about to jack to 11. And we don't have the liberty of, this is why he says we must submit one to another. All right. And that's so, if you can't see the shepherd, look for a sheep that you think is following the shepherd and follow that butt. <laughs> ah, but it stinks. How, okay, listen, if you only follow perfect leaders, you'll never follow anybody. Anybody here, you follow someone till they get disqualified? <laughs> never mind. <laughs> Moving right along. Please, we're taking applications for shepherds. Let me just tell you, if God can speak through a donkey, Balaam, too often we require people to show us a resume before we will let them speak to us. Instead of listening for the voice of God, whatever donkey it comes out of. I will fear no evil. Why will I fear no evil? Because your rod and staff, they comfort me. See, going up the valley, there's a point where the sheep have to jump across an eight-foot divide in order because the path goes to the other side of the... And so, do sheep like to jump? No. And so what do the sheep do when they get up there? (coughs) Jump. You want to kill me, don't you, shepherd? You just want us all to die. And what does he do? The shepherd tries to coax them, but if he cannot coax them, what does he do? Bop! (laughs) Ah, Why did you hit me? Bop! I'm going to get away from you. Bop! Okay, I'll jump! Anybody here been bapped? I don't like it over here. You get bapped. I'm going over there. Where are you telling me to go? But then there's the one who, the, instead, the bap actually knocks them into the, into the thing. Ah! See, I told you, you're trying to kill me! And it's hanging on for dear life. And then what does he use? The staff. To hook onto them and drag them out. Ah! Oh, I'm on the right side. Oh, good. Hmm. Anybody here? That's your life story? <laughs> like, 
I ended up in the right place. Yeah, I was listening to Jesus the whole time. Not obeying him, but I was listening. Your rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Because another thing the staff does is when the, the, the shepherd sees the wolf, do you know what he does? It's a short stick. He flings it, whacks it. it the wolf falls down the side into the ravine where he can kill it. Your rod and your staff, why? Because his rod is for you and it's against the enemy. Moving on, we're going to get there. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Notice, do anybody know what the Holy Spirit's called? So you mean he could comfort me with things that aren't very comfortable? All right. You therefore prepare a table for me. Where? In the presence of what? You mean the people that I hate that he's going to... Oh. Notice they're still doing just fine. The enemies are just fine. God's just not afraid of them. Anybody here, you, when you're looking at a situation, you fantasize about how it will be resolved? And God's like, yeah, I, I'm good. I don't need to kill your enemies to make you triumph over them. My life would be perfect if you would just deal with them. Just like with a lightning bolt or a brick, right? But he says, in the presence of your enemy, you'll sit down and rest and feel safe even in their presence. I will never be okay with you. But that's his heart for you. Actually, one of the things that the shepherd would do is the shepherd would go into a field right before the sheep because sheep are dumb, right? So when sheep eat grass, what do they do? Lawnmower style. What if there's dangerous things in that field? See, they'll eat poisonous plants. So the shepherd will make the sheep wait while they can see the grass. I'm ready. I want the grass. And he will wait, make them wait while he goes through the field and picks out all the poisonous plants. What if you're waiting for God to prepare the field for you, to prepare the feast for you? What if, well, let me just tell you this, Masha did not want this feast. When she first met this feast, this feast had a whole lot of other stuff in it. Jesus, prepare the field. Masha did not need what was in that field. It would have made Masha very sick. If you're waiting, maybe you're waiting for a good reason. It, you, you have anointed my head with oil. So in the evening, when the she sheep would come in, well, actually, while the sheep, sheep were out in the field, the sheep would come up because they loved the shepherd, because they felt safe with the shepherd. They would come up to him, and he would give them little nuzzles and stuff like that. But at the same time, you know what he would do? Every time they came near, the shepherd would inspect the sheep. Kind of like when you're in worship and weird stuff starts to show up. And... What would he do if he saw something? So there's two big problems for sheep. One is they get flies that lay eggs in their nose. I know it's horribly gross. Believe it or not, that's the least gross way I can describe that. And the thing is, the minute they lay those eggs, they, the shepherd wants to put oil on them to kill the eggs. Because if not, they can go blind. Do you know what the enemy's called? The Lord of the flies. The flies are those thoughts. Anybody had thoughts? 
if they lay eggs in you, they will cause you to go blind. You will cease to be able to see what he's trying to show you because you'll be listening to the lies of the enemy. But if you come into his presence, those lies will come to the surface and he'll cover them with his oil. But there's another one. There are mites that attack the head called scab and that same deal. He anoints with oil. Why? Because when you come into his presence, he reveals everything that is not him in you because it has no place there. And my cup overflows. You know why that is? You remember how sometimes the water is really, really rough, but he sti- but there needs to be water. So what the sh- uh, they need to drink. So the shepherd will do is he'll reach down and he'll cup his hands in the water and the flow will be less. And then the sheep will come up and drink out of his hands. Sometimes circumstances are so crazy that we can't, we can't think for ourselves except drawing from him. Do you understand? Like, I don't know about you, but I'll go on the internet and then realize I should never have done that because I no longer have the ability to think thoughts that smell like heaven. All I can think thoughts are like, ah, we're all going to die. And in that moment, I have to go and drink from him. Jesus, what do you say? Out of you will flow rivers of living water. Moving on. And I will, what is it, what, what's, what's, what's next? How does, how does it go? Anybody? Nobody reading along? Really? All, uh. Surely, goodness. Surely. What does surely mean other than airplane? What does it mean? Absolutely. 100%. The Lord is my shepherd. I will not lack. Surely, goodness. Surely, goodness. Oh, I, oh, that's, that video is not going to work. Darn. I had a video. It's really good. Surely goodness and loving kindness will follow me all the days of my life. Do you know what that word follow means? It means pursue. This video is actually of a tiger pursuing a motorcycle. It's really awesome. You can look it up. Look for a tiger. It's awesome. I mean, you want to be scared? See a tiger in full speed and you're like, yeah, like trying to get away. Surely goodness and loving kindness are going to pursue you like a tiger pursue you. Anybody been pursued? Like you went to hell all on your own and love and God's love pursued you there. Surely goodness. Anybody done your best to be stupid and God still blessed you? Surely goodness and loving kindness will pursue you all the days of my life. But then I had another video. You'll just have to imagine. Here, let's try it and see. I won't come, but at least you can see the picture you should have seen. There. Oh, no. Uh, anyway, that's fine. The, the surely goodness and loving kindness will pursue me all the days of my life. There it is. It's a shepherd. He has to lead the sheep, but there's fire. He goes through the fire. The sheep, bah, he's going. If he's going through the fire, then it must be okay. I'm wearing flammable clothing. <laughs> they jump right through the fire. It's amazing. They follow. Why? Because they trust the shepherd. Where we're going, we don't... Anybody here, God gives you an idea, like he's leading you and you're like... I'd like a second opinion. <laughs> I will tell you where we're going, we need to be faster and faster on our obedience. Our obedience needs to be moment by moment. And we cannot hesitate or all is lost. Where we're going. Surely goodness and loving kindness will follow me all the days of my life. Why? A better word than and there, I would say is because. Surely goodness and loving kindness will follow me all the days of my life because 
I dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Now, do you know shepherds move around? So where is the house of the shepherd? Where he is. In the field, they would build these, these enclosures of, of stone and in, in there, and he would bring them in. And as they came in, he would examine them. And then he would lay down across the entrance. Remember Jesus said, I am the door. Literally, I am the door. If it's going to get to you, it's got to come through me first. Because of that, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Thank you, guys. If we could have the worship team come up. I would submit to you, this is why Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. You can trust me. I am the good shepherd. You can trust me. He's worthy of our trust. He's worthy of our trust. Um, but many of us, life, along the way, we've begun to believe lies about our shepherd. Lack we're experiencing is from him. Is there any lack in him? No. But likewise, if there is lack in us, we shouldn't be diagnosing it for ourselves. We should be going to the shepherd and letting him inspect us. <clears throat> we can stand. Father, we stand before you, dumb sheep. And we've been dumber. <laughs> but Lord, we thank you that you are the good shepherd. And we trust you. We trust you. And so we come before you now as we worship and say, inspect us. As, as David says, search my heart, oh God. See if there be any broken, wicked way in me. And have your way. Cover me with your oil. Drive out everything that's not of you so that I lack no good thing.